gentlemen, may I direct your attention to something quite extraordinary? Lana has the guts. We're entering a new era of Miami Heat basketball. I say finals are bust, no matter what. that the Dion Waiter there? I'll tell him to shut up. It's fine. I think Bammy's on the face of the team. Jimmy, all the way. Tyler Hero, you're going four for 12. Get out of here. Bryant, Hero, and Duncan all out there at the same time. Who's playing defense in that lineup? King Riles, the godfather. Not the Riles. The beauty of the culture is because I think it's a real thing. This culture thing, I mean, look, it started with Pat, you know, back in the, in the 90s. Literally, you got any thoughts? Anthony Mason? Isaac Watson. So, Jamal Mashburn. You're Jamal Mashburn to give you a grand loan. John Cry. Jamal Harper? Curry. Sounds good. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 19 of the Battered Heat Fans Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Granada, and alongside me, as always, I got two other battered fans from my right to your left. We have Mr. Daniel Solana. How are you doing, sir? Doing good. Good. Nice to see you guys on a Wednesday, and it's still bright outside. It's very, very strange for us, but uh, it's lovely to be recording you guys uh, a little earlier today. Especially sure. after the big, big few games that we had, right? And if, yeah, and if it's early for us, it's even earlier for Italy Jet that stays out in St. Louis. How you doing? Doing good, man. Doing good. I fe- I'm feeling good. I I got a nice drink for tonight, today, whatever you want it. It's five o'clock somewhere. It's actually it's five o'clock here. It's literally so five it's o'clock. Nice. <laughs> so it's nice. I'm feeling good. Feeling good. Yeah, I, and, and I just want to before, if you're listening on audio, check out the hat that Italy's wearing on YouTube. Love the pinstripe. Oh. I'm a sucker for pinstripes. And then, and I got I got me that jersey with Dwayne Wade on it, the throwback heat jersey. And I got a custom one in white. And fun fact, I tried to get the culture heat jersey as much as I crapped on it. I tried to get it personalized, but they wouldn't allow me to put battered fan on the back of it. Mm. Even though all my NBA jerseys, even Miami Heat jerseys, I've always gotten battered fan on the back. Did but you try this to one order specifically, it? yeah, and this one specifically, oh, they told me I cannot get it. Yeah, you can you you can probably do it at the arena. I'm sure they're not going to tell you in your face at the arena. It's probably something online with the uh, the way you're but typing I've, it or I've, whatever. I've always I go to lids. I go to lids. Does it good for me? I've the, never had an issue. I've always done it with all my jerseys and and again heat jerseys included. I've written battered fan. I have like four or five heat jerseys with battered fan across the back. I'm. I don't know if it's because they're like heat culture. We don't want to put battered on the back. Like I, I thought it was weird, but, uh, but yeah, uh, just a little tidbit right there for something that, uh, Salon, uh, Italy just reminded me of with his jersey. So, we are three games into the second half of the year. Kind of, we call it the second half, even though it's more than halfway through the year. But three games in the second half of the year, and the Miami Heat are, they're they're doing what the Miami Heat do, right? They sleep through the first half of the year. And then when the games really start to matter, Jimmy kind of just comes out of his shell and then the heat culture kicks in and it's been looking pretty good. And I guess we're going to go one by one through these games. So let's start with the first game was against the Pelicans in New Orleans. And I mean, it was a win, but everything that, well, the only thing that people seem to talk about about that game was that quote unquote brawl that happened. So uh, I guess I'll start with uh, Italy. What did you think about the brawl, and uh, what did you think about the win overall? And by the way, Nico Bravo, look, uh, 
Nico Bravo said that he got me with the battered in the heat jersey. Solana knows that plug. Yep. There you go. Shout out to Nico. Italy. You know, I I don't encourage getting ejected, but any way to get Jimmy fired up, because that's what seems that work for us, poking the bear, and then Jovic getting, you know, ejected too, and then I was Brian surprised the hell mad he got. I, I was surprised at all of it, but this is what this is the Jimmy effect. This is the Jimmy effect. And now I'm just how was that? I was laughing when the watch party they had for the next game. That's that was so funny too. But yeah. overall, it, we I mean we kicked the crap out of it. 106 to 95. I'm really happy with everything. Uh and, and I even after Jimmy, I think it proves that our bench is still good. Like our bench is still together. Duncan Robinson seems like after that whole Boston thing, you know, you poke the bear with him and now he's coming alive. I, I love where the direction was going in that game, even though we did have three people ejected. Solana, what did you think about the, the, well, what do you think about the brawl overall? Because I didn't think it was much. I thought Zion didn't have to fall, but he, I I don't know, whatever That, that was weak. But he said that he didn't think it was a dirty play. And then this guy came, Jimmy kind of pushed him away. His hand kind of slipped up to his neck, and then things escalated from there. What did you think about the brawl? Look, man, that, that's what happens when guys that are new to this league are trying to make a name for themselves, and, you know, they need to put their name on the map. And so what do you do? What's the first thing you do? You know, let's start a brawl with one of the superstars in the league. Come on, man. Like, really? Like, it was unnecessary. To me, that was completely unnecessary. Kevin Love – or, or Jovic, one of the – I forget. I think it was Jovic. He just grabbed him, whatever. It was, it was a hard foul. It was just a normal foul. It, just it was Kevin Love. Going up. It yeah, was Love. Kevin, it was Love. So yeah. Love just grabbed him. And, again, if it's Love, I mean, this is – you're talking about a, a, an absolute veteran, a class act, somebody who's not going to dirty foul somebody. So, for for what that guy did, I, I believe it was um, Stewart, right? What, was it Stewart? Or, sorry. Yeah, I, I, I never seen that guy's Stewart face in my guy life, in the so there's a guy. So uh, I think it was Marshall, Najee Marshall. Is, is it was Marshall. It, it was Marshall Solano. Yeah. But anyways, I mean, this is this is, and again, nothing against him. But this is a nobody trying to make a name for himself in the league, and that's just what he had to do. Unfortunately, I mean, he did it to the wrong person at the wrong time and to the wrong team. Because, like Italy said, you don't want to wake the bear in the heat. And he, you know, thank you, Marshall, buddy. Thank you, buddy, because it's exactly what yeah. you did. Um, the Heat are on a five-game win streak. They've won seven of their last eight. Uh, they they took a big game, which was the next one after the Pelicans, missing a bunch of people. Um, I can't wait to talk about that. But overall, the New Orleans Pelican win was a vintage Heat Road Warriors win um, where everybody just got their hands in the pot. Everybody, you know, got minutes in there. Everybody had points. Jimmy 23, Bam 24. Duncan 17. Um, everybody just contributed in some way or another. Um, what I want to know is, did you guys see in that game, Triple J just got clocked? I don't know if you guys saw, but he got clocked. Um, no. yeah. He went off the next yeah. game. I'll see right. if I can get the I'll see if I can get the picture for you, Danny. But he but, got clocked. But also, well, I, I gotta well. give a shout out to Perkins. Okay. I gotta give a shout out to Kendrick Perkins way before the Heat are nine and two. Ever since the Pe- Perkins said that we should trade Jimmy Butler. 
So no. that's the first instinct of poking <laughs> that bear. So shout out to Perkins, you dumb butt. <laughs> yes, uh, I was going to say they've won nine out of their last 11. And Jimmy, out of the last nine games, he's gone over 20 points, eight of those nine games. And I believe the only game that he didn't go over 20 points, he had a triple-double. So this is Jimmy Butler time. It's it's This is what you come to expect once March, April, and then obviously the playoffs come around. So I'm excited to see it. One last quick tidbit about that little brawl or scuffle or whatever you want to call it. There is one player in this NBA that I would love to see on the Miami Heat. And maybe some Heat fans are going to get upset when I say this because he was on the opposing side of this brawl. But Jose Alvarado, I think, would be an amazing Miami Heat player. Did you see when he jumped up to punch Thomas Bryant in the face or snuff him, whatever? Like, that kid's got some fight in him. He is from Brooklyn, and he is He's one of those pesky little guards that defends his ass off. And I would love to see him eventually in a Miami Heat jersey. Mm. Now, uh, Solana, you don't like Alvarado? Nah, not really, man. He's not He's not yeah. my cup of tea. Um, oh, I think I don't even think he's, he's Riley's cup of tea either. If I'm not mistaken, um, he's not a very tall point guard. No, he's um, small. He's very small. He's a very and, – and so he's not, you know, Riley's ideal type of point guard. Uh, yeah, he's only six feet. So yep. honestly, he doesn't. He he's a little small for me. He's he's not my cup of tea. He doesn't scream I, at me to like go get him. He's that pit bull though. That's why I want him. I like that personality. I want that personality in the locker room. He, he Thomas Bryant is over seven foot. He has over a foot on him, and he's like, you know what? I'm gonna jump up and snuff this guy in the face anyway. So the uh, <laughs> trade. Jose Alvarado for Thomas Bryant straight up. I would love Dude, that. You, you cannot stop with that. You. And then I'm not a big fan of Thomas Bryant, so it kind of works out for me. All right, exactly. so we went ahead, and the suspensions got laid down. Uh, Jimmy Butler won game. Uh, Nikola Jovic won game. And Thomas Bryant got three games, I believe. So went into that uh, Sacramento Kings game undermanned. And I, I, the clip that was kept going around social media was the watch party that Jimmy Butler – had with Nikolai Jovich and Thomas yeah. Bryant, which was funny, but it was a it was on a road trip, so it makes sense. That was funny, but I would um, I, I kind of wanted to hear what you guys have to say because it's like the Miami Heat. It doesn't matter what happens; they are always in it. Doesn't matter who's missing; they figure out a way to one, if not win, be competitive, and they proved it again. Jaime was balling because Jaime didn't have a big game against the Pelicans. I think he went two for eight, eight points. And then I thought to myself, Jaime has to step up. Jimmy's not playing. Jaime stepped up. Solana, what did you think about the Kings game? I thought, again, vintage Heat Road Warrior basketball. I mean, mm -hmm. this is the time, and I, I was going to save this until we got to the next game, but this is the time where the Miami Heat like to create moments that we put on T-shirts, guys. So, like, like I usually do, I brought my props, you know, and – we do moments like these on T-shirts. Oh, I don't know okay. if you remember this one. Well, I got you know, that one right got, here. You know, we got moments like these on T-shirts. Ooh, that's so a good one. This is the time period where the Miami Heat makes moments. Right there. Love that shirt. I'm gonna have to scoop it up on 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 battered on uh, batterfans.com. So make go. sure if you, uh, you if you haven't go check out batteredfans.com. Awesome, awesome gear for all sorts of stuff, especially Heat stuff. So definitely go get that. I want to get that Jaime. Uh, that Jaime shirt and the Bam, uh, yeah. the Bam Adebayo shirt and the Adobo—that's badass. But anyways, 
this is the, this is the moment where the Heat, uh, you know, put moments on T-shirts, and it's Jimmy time, man. Playoff Jimmy is back. Uh, he wasn't there that game, but it goes to show you, like Italy said, how Jimmy rubs off on the other players. I mean, Triple 100%. J just went off. It was almost like if Triple J was channeling Jimmy in his watch party and was like take over my body because he did some Jimmy moves where he yeah. drives to the basket one way and then the spin around. He, he spins the other uh, opposite way and just laid it up. He got a couple and ones on that. I mean, he is back. I know Chris was saying, you know, maybe it's the, the rookie, you know, the rookie thing, or maybe it was you, Danny. I remember a couple episodes, you know, maybe it might be a rookie wall. A rookie. Yeah. Yeah. But let me tell you, man, if he hit the rookie wall, he went right through it because he's back. He's back. But he needs to be more consistent, though. I believe in him. Let, let, let me put that out. Let me preface this by saying I believe that he will figure it out. But he has been inconsistent as of late. Since Jimmy came back, I think he's had a hard time finding his role because he was doing really well when Jimmy was out. Like that game with the Pelicans, for example. Two for eight, eight points, and four of those points came from the free throw line. And then Jimmy's out. All of a sudden, he blows up. So I think he has it in him. They just got to figure it out. But I love Jaime, and I expect him to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Um Italy, what did you think about the game against the Kings? I mean, it was it was the it was JJJ show with Bam. And also, people were worried about this game. I wasn't worried about this game. Social media was a little bit. But me, I wasn't worried about it. It was the Bam and Jaime show. And even, even if Duncan didn't – you know, didn't get points. He got four points, but his assists were clutch. 11 that was assists. a career high for him. It and a it career was, high in assist. And it was clutch along with Love. Love had 19 points, and then Kalo following that. I was not worried about this game, and I'm glad that we stepped up with some injuries as well. But it just looked like, like I said, Butler and some of these guys that are injured in our leaders, they rub off on everybody. Look, look, look at his connection with Jovic, even at the dinner table or even behind the scenes on social media. They are coming together at the right time, and it just needs to be consistent now, consistent until we get to the playoffs. And right now with this win, it was just like Solana said, classic heat win. I think the biggest thing about this game was not just the fact that they won, because that's big, and the fact that they took such a large lead, but the fact that they got outscored in the fourth quarter like we've become accustomed to. Yeah. The 20-point lead went down to two, but what you want to see is somebody like Bam come up big. Somebody like Jaime come up big, and they both came up big. Jaime hit a big three. Bam was 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 being aggressive, and he was getting some buskets. And the, even though they cut it down to two, we still managed to hang on and win that game. And I think right. that that's what you want to see. I want to see that I don't just have to rely on Jimmy in the big moments. I want to be able to rely on Bam also. Like I was saying before mm. the season started, I want Bam to be the face of this franchise by the end of the season. Is it happening? I, I don't think it's it's gone that way quite yet, but – there's positive signs here and there, and I'm really hoping that that's where we eventually end up because Bam needs to take over because Jimmy can only do so much, and he, he's on the wrong side of 30 also. Yeah, th th let me tell you, man, there's going to be a passing of the torch at some point here, uh, whether it be at, at the end of this season in the playoffs and we see Bam take over and become that superstar that we know he's going to be, or 100%. it could be next season. You, you don't know. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but back in the Big 3 era, there was that same passing of the torch, uh, you know, for, for what you could say um, after the to first year of the finals. Yep. When LeBron just completely just, you know, shit the bed. And basically mm -hmm. he lost, you know, the finals to J.J. Barea. I don't know if you remember, but J.J. Barea was covering him and stuff. And so, uh, and then 
you know, after that year, LeBron and and Wade and all them, you know, they went to the Bahamas and, and they had a, a, a heart to heart and Wade essentially passed the torch and said, this is your team now. Mm-hmm. And eventually that moment will come for Bam when, yeah. you know, when, and I don't know if it'll just be Jimmy, it might be UD in the, in the room as well, because you know, he's still around, but they're going to say, this is your team fella. And, mm-hmm. uh, and it's going to be his responsibility to carry the culture forward. I don't think Jimmy cares. I, Jimmy's that guy that will turn it over. He's, I, yeah, I don't. I don't think he cares either. He's been spreading around the ball too much, and he's and he yeah. and he's got individual relationships with everyone. I think it's just only a matter of time. But I don't think he cares. Like the All Star game, he doesn't care. Me either. No, me either. I don't. I don't think. I, the thing is that remember, Miami Heat is so unselfish mm. as far as how their their methodology and and how their team works. They just play such unselfish, positionless basketball. That mm. that's the type of players that they that they have on this team, just very unselfish, willing to go team first, um, mm. and that's just what makes this 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 franchise and this team special. All right, so at that point, the winning streak was at four, and we were heading into Portland. Now, the Portland this Portland game was highlighted before the season even started because everybody thought that there might be Damian Lillard involved here somehow. His return to Portland, obviously, that didn't play out, but. There was still a lot of shit talking between the fan bases. A lot mm-hmm. of people wanted to see this game. And the way it started, Portland fans were kind of hyped because the Heat were – they just were a little rusty. But I, I tweeted out – I don't know if you guys saw. While they were down by like 10 in the first quarter, I was like, you know what? This team's going to make the Eastern Conference Finals. Because the way they were playing, I was like, this team just has something. Even when they're down, the way they're still hustling, the way they're still finding ways to – create shot i was like this team and then i think what really got me over the top is terry rozier is that point card that was missing for this team yeah because what was missing was a fifth threat on the court to score because calari wasn't that guy and mm. now you have that fifth threat now you can't just sag off of anybody on the court on this team like you have threats all over and i i just I don't know why they were losing, and it, I just felt that I was like, "This team's gonna make these to conference finals." Like, mm-hmm. this is that Heat team that we have gotten accustomed to seeing start rolling after the All Star break, and then me and Solana and Edley were were were, uh, were texting. Solana said, "Here comes the comeback," and there it was. Yes. We eventually got the win, and man, it just it just feels really good. It feels like things are about to start rolling. So I'll start with you, Solana, since you were the one that predicted the comeback. How did you feel about last night's game against the Portland Trailblazers? I mean, normally Portland Trailblazers, 10 o'clock at night on a Tuesday, I probably would have gone to sleep. But uh, knowing that we were going to talk about it on the show today, I stayed up. We were, Like you said, we were texting. At halftime, I said, I'm going to get my popcorn ready. I did. I ate, you know, two of those 100-calorie bags. I was really hungry. But uh, <laughs> I got my popcorn ready, and I was right, man. I nailed it on the head. Um, man, what a second half, man. What a second half they played. Uh, just like you said, Danny, the team really was aggressive from the start. They just had a lot of turnovers in the first half, which led to a lot of Portland Tracer fast break points and just really a lot of points off of their turnovers. And because of that, I think they dug themselves a little hole. But once they started taking care of the ball a little bit more in the second half, and they tightened up a little bit on that defense. I mean, it was game over. You could see that Portland didn't stand a chance uh, if Miami really put the clamps on. And and when they did, I mean, they outscored them uh, between the second and third quarter by 17 points. So, I mean, just that was was unbelievable. 
before Italy, before I get to you real quick, I just want to put out there that DeLon Wright, I feel like he has shirt up this point guard position because Terry Rozier, I felt like is that scoring threat that we were missing with at the point guard position. But then you're like, oh, but then you missed the defense from Cal Lowry. But DeLon Wright has become that also. Now, obviously, they can't play at the same time. But I think that now the point guard position is solidified because Wright doesn't really turn the ball over. He's very he, he he's a, a steady hand with the ball when he's handling it. I feel like the pieces when I look at this roster, let me just say I'm happy with it. I'm, I'm happy with the roster. Italy, what did you think about the game against the Portland Trailblazers last night? Took the words right out of my mouth, right out of my mouth. It's one of those things where Rozier was the missing piece, but Wright was the piece to put us over the edge because now we don't have to worry about that anymore. The point guard position was always such a toss-up all the time, even the last two years. Like It's always been a toss-up, even with the Lowry issues with his weight and how much he was getting paid. DeLon Wright is a perfect fit for Heat culture, a perfect fit for Spolstra, and he even said it was a dream come true for him. I Even when he came in, came into the game afterwards with, with Terry, Terry, 19 points, just killing it. And then you got Butler. Even when we were down, I never count us out in, in, in any game. In the last two years, I never count us out. People hate that. People hate that we got to go up against them because you can be down by 20 points. We could still come back and win. And that's what people hate about us. Now that we have the solidified position in a point guard with both Terry and Elon, I'm just saying, man, look out. Like, don't ever count this team out. Now, Jimmy came back and Jaime again had a subpar game. Are you worried at all about this, Alana, that that they're having a hard time figuring this thing out? No, I, I don't think he really had a subpar game. I mean, if you look at just a box score, you know, seven points, four assists, three rebounds, you would think it's just a measly game, especially, uh, you know, seeing his output the game before against the right. Kings. When but, Jimmy wasn't playing. Correct. But, you know, again, I like I said a little while ago, the Heat have a collection of, of extremely unselfish, positionless basketball players who they can, you know, plug in and plug out into it really at any point in the game. And I think you see that with the way that Spo, you know, spreads out the minutes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, everybody played, nobody played more than 34 minutes, um, which is fantastic if you think about it. You know, everybody right. rested a quarter um, or a little bit more. And, and mm-hmm. not only that, you just got points from everybody up and down the scoring sheet. So I don't think if you need Triple J to score, I think you can go to him if you need him to score. But if you don't, he can play, you know, defense somewhat in their system. He, he can bring the ball up the court. He can spread the ball around, and he spreads the court. I mean, he made a three last night. But, um, yeah, I mean, again, I'm not worried. I think Spo will always figure it out, and I have all my trust in Spo. Last night was the 31st different starting lineup that the Heat have put on the court. Mm-hmm. And they played 58 games. So 58 games, more than half of those, they've had a different starting lineup. And they still managed to be eight games over 500. So Eric Spoelstra doing one hell of a job. But that starting lineup I saw last night, we had Terry Rozier, Jimmy Butler, Duncan Robinson, Jovich, and Adebayo. I like that starting lineup. When Tyler Hero comes back, would you like to keep that starting lineup 
or do you want to see Tyler Hero back in the in the starting lineup, uh, Italy? I think you're gonna have. I think you're gonna have to because of how much they they value him. But the thing is, I'm always the guy that goes with what's with hot. The hot hand. Yeah. I'm always the guy that goes with a hot hand, and I did like this lineup last night. And I, I, like I said, if Hero's gonna if if Hero's got type of guy that he is, his character, I think he'll I think he'll be okay because he's a big team player. But overall, I'm a hot hand, and I would go with this one for now. Solana, what do you think? I think you go back to Hero. Uh, I mean, it's not like it, it wasn't working. Obviously, yeah, the Heat are playing well over the last couple of games without him. But I mean, he's been he's been stellar all season. So in terms of you know where do the where do the shots go or you know who handles the ball, um, again I think it's just going to be a game by game situation. Whoever's a hot hand that day, um, you know will will you know be the one to score most of the points. I think we've seen that all season long. Um, what I think you, you failed to mention, Danny, was we might be you know the Heat might have started 31 different uh, starting lineups in 50 something games or you know a 58 games, but. Mm-hmm. How many of those games have they finished with the same five? So, obviously, it's going to be a little bit tough this year because Lowry was here, now he's not, and we've had some injuries here and there. But almost for certain, you can guarantee Bam Adebayo, mm-hmm. Caleb Martin, and Jaime Jaquez Jr. are going to be on the floor with Jimmy Butler and somebody else in the fourth quarter. Um, and and the great thing is Spo just has so many, again, options to go to because if that's not working, you can go to a DeLon Wright who's 6'5", you know, has insane wingspan and can really play, you know, in the zone defense that Spo likes to go to or really cover almost one to five, one-on-one the way that the Heat play. Um, you know, you have Haywood Highsmith. Again, it's just so much depth now. And, and we've been taught, Italy and I said it since the beginning of the year, be careful when the Heat get healthy because when they get healthy, Spo's going to have a lot at his disposal and they're going to be dangerous. And that's exactly what's happening right now. Eric J. Rod shouting out to Solana and said, K-Love's been a, a great off the bench this year. 100% he has been. Now, my, my only issue is... That too. I, I agree. We all wanted them to be healthy. But when Hero, Butler, and Bam have all been healthy, they haven't performed well together. Now, I had it the last time we recorded. I forgot what the record was, but it wasn't great. So I, I don't know how, what to make of it, but I will tell you, back to Eric's comment, he said, and shout out to Dennis, uh, he said he's been great off the bench. This team with the depth, I don't know. I'm, I'm Boston, obviously. I don't believe in the Bucks, But when you think about this team, their weakness was their pace and the point guard position. The point guard position has been upgraded offensively with Terry Rozier and defensively with Wright, now he can come in and if they need a defensive stop at point guard position, they can put Wright in. And then as far as pace goes, they have Jaime and now they're starting Jovic, which I hope stays in the starting lineup as the four. All of a sudden, the pace changes also with Terry Rozier and Jovic on the court and Jaime off the bench. Maybe Tyler Hero off the bench also. The weaknesses, I don't want to say they become strengths, but they're not glaring weaknesses anymore. I feel like they've improved in all those aspects. Now I try to see where exactly is the weakness on this team, and I think it's a lot harder to find a weakness. So I think that this team is set up very nicely to make a really nice run right now. And they went from the beginning of this week when we were playing against the Pelicans, we were seventh seed. Today, we're the fifth seed. So this team is already climbing and getting hot. And I'm sure that other teams, especially in the East, if you're in the East, 
be very scared because the Miami Heat are the most dangerous team in the Eastern Conference right now. So with that said, I want to put this up here. Like I was saying, we went from 7th to 5th. We are a game and a half behind the Knicks, which are now reeling. They're 3-7 and seven in the last 10 games. They're finally coming back to earth like we all figured they would. And um, it looks like we could be in position to hopefully have home court advantage in the first round if things keep going this way. But I did want to put up this calendar right here for the month of March. Now, if you look at the month of March, it doesn't show February 29th, which is tomorrow. We play against Denver. But after that, we have Utah at home, which isn't great. Then we have on Tuesday, we have Detroit. We played Detroit three times in the month of March. You also play against Washington. Like I said, Utah. You have uh, the Portland again. You have Washington again at the end of the month. Like Philadelphia, without, without Embiid, has been suffering. The month of March can be a big month to make to set yourself up nicely for the playoffs. So I'm really excited. And I guess now it's time to predict. Well, what do you think about the next month and just the Miami Heat second half in general? Solana. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Heat are always – or not always, but they're generally a second-half team. So uh, I'm just excited that we're getting closer to the playoffs. You know, the, the, the tough part of the season, which is November, December, is over. Um, and we can start getting excited about playoff basketball now that the deadline to sign players um, will be over on March 1st. Because if, if you're not on a roster by March 1st, you will not be eligible to be in the playoffs. So now that March starts, we can start talking about playoffs, about seeding. You know, it's just going to get hot over the next, you know, 60 days. And I'm just excited to get it going. And I think, like you said, the Heat have a favorable schedule, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. Um, you know, even though some of the teams that we're playing are not the best teams, um, let's not forget that, you know, they're, they're going to show up to play and the Heat have to show up to play. Now, can they rest some players um, and, and, and Spo be a little bit more conservative with minutes now? Absolutely. Um, and I think you can afford to lose a couple games, you know, maybe one to the Ma Mavericks, maybe the one to the Nuggets. I think you can afford to lose those games, think, you know, seeing who else you have on a schedule. But Again, let's not get crazy and 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 get ahead of ourselves. Let's win the games we need to win and and get the highest seed possible. Italy, what do you think about the second half of the of the Heat season that's coming up? We usually have a big March in April for the Heat and a big second half team for the Heat. I'm ready to prove people wrong. We are people hate us. Let's just be honest. People hate us. People hate the Heat. People hate the fans. I love proving people wrong. And not only with with that. Spolstra has now the flexibility, a deep flexibility, like Solana said, to rest players and put players out there, bench them, whatever he has to do, because it's deep. Like I said, I was worried about the point guard position. Now I'm not anymore. Center position, not worried. The, these are going to be teams that we should definitely win. But like me and Solana and you have said, Dan, is, it's a dogfight. Every single game is a dogfight, and all the haters are going to come after us like crazy. But I'm ready. I want the playoffs. I want to continue to prove people wrong. I'm excited for the ups and downs. Uh, Eric said that our weakness is probably rebounding, which I wouldn't disagree with. I could see that being the weakness. But I looked at the last 10 games, and we were out-rebounded in only three of the last 10 games. So I still do agree. We, we could use some help in the rebounding aspect. But the last 10 games, at least, we wouldn't have been out-rebounded three out of the last 10. 
Uh, and uh, Dennis chimes in here when Tyler and Duncan are on the court together. Guards get into the paint very easily. We need less hero. I agree. I don't know if we need less hero, but we definitely need less hero with Duncan. I, I've never really been a fan of seeing them both at the same time. I like to see hero run the second unit. I like to see Duncan start with Bam because I think him and Bam play a really good two-man game with the pick and roll. So I would like to see Tyler Hero play off the bench, but I understand if, if people feel like he needs to start. I'm not going to argue that either because he is great offensively, but I wouldn't mind seeing, seeing him as a second unit. Seeing as we're getting into the end of the season, I'm, I'm curious, and, and I'm curious what you know those people who are listening to us and, and, and write your comments, especially now or, or after, but I'm curious to know what people think about Duncan Robinson for most improved player. You know, I, I, I mentioned it on social media, um, but he's he's just he's having this crazy year. And I know it's tough because he's coming off the bench in a lot of games. But man, it, he just his skill set is just night and day compared to last year. I mean, it's not like he added one thing. He added multiple things to his his repertoire. Uh, it's the drive. It's the pick and roll game. Now it's the floater. It's being able to dish. I right. Mean, just right. overall, uh, I mean, he's fulfilling the contract that he signed that everybody, you know, was was crapping on him for the last, what, year and a half or so. Uh, I, I, agree with, I agree with that. I agree with that. I, I, I can understand why you're saying what you're saying. Unfortunately, that award usually goes to whoever made the biggest improvement scoring-wise. Uh, and, yeah, and, I, I th- and I think Tyrese Maxey is going to win it this year. Because everybody thought that Philly might fall off a cliff when James Harden yeah. left. And Tyrese Maxey's averaging like 25 points a game. So I think that's Tyrese Maxey. But I definitely think he should be in the conversation because I do think that he has played much better. But I think that's Tyrese Maxey's uh, award. Uh, but Dennis definitely agrees with you. So uh, Duncan, Duncan just gets disrespected. Miami runs, on, Miami runs on Duncan. It's the next Miami Heat shirt coming Miami's out. Miami's always gotten disrespected <laughs> oh, from D-Wade. Everybody. That they didn't give it to him, to the year LeBron got snubbed uh, and they gave it to Rose. I mean, I, the fact that De- – I mean, Derrick Rose, fantastic player. But the fact that that guy won an MVP and then LeBron just sent him packing every year in the playoffs, it gives me all the just, – just, I'm just so happy about it. I'm just happy about that. And I get not to get into that. But, man, Derrick Rose was the reason that that Chicago Bulls team all of a sudden came out of nowhere because that's first Miami Heat season. Before the season started, nobody had the Chicago Bulls doing what they did. And all of a sudden, they're competing with the Miami Heat. Uh, I don't know. I think Derrick Rose might have deserved it. But it was nice to see the way LeBron James decided to defend Derrick Rose, and he himself shut him down that series after they lost game one. All right, uh, so we got uh, over the next week before we record our next episode, we have – uh, the Nuggets tomorrow night. We have the Jazz on Saturday at home, and then we have the Pistons at home on Tuesday. So three games. Oh, actually, we have the Denver – I'm sorry, the Dallas Mavericks, who we also play next Thursday at 7.30 at home. So we have four games. So how do you see the next week going at Italy? We got Denver, Utah, Detroit, and the Mavericks. Well, I know last week we were talking about the Nuggets, and I said we were, I said we were going to win this game. I know all three of you thought it would be – I think it's going to be probably be a loss. I still think this is going to be a win. I think it's going to go down 
to the That'll wire in game. the fourth in the fourth quarter. This is a true test. This is a good true test. What a final feels like, and also what last year. It sparks over the next season. This is going to be a dog by now that now that Duncan's been poked the bear and Jimmy's been poked the bear, and the chemistry is there. They have they won three they won they're on three game winning streak against mediocre teams. Just mediocre teams. Jazz, Pistons, and Mavericks. I'm not afraid of them. I think we will go four and zero. I like it. Uh, Solana, before you, you give us the predictions, would you like to uh, answer your thoughts on Haywood Highsmith starting at power forward? Um, yeah, I think we've already got the Haywood Highsmith, you know, the, the, the trial at power forward towards the beginning of the season. I didn't, I don't think it worked. I think uh, Jovic gives you the height that you need to go with Bam, um, you know, down there, especially when you play against the bigger teams, which we're going to face in, in the Eastern Conference. When you look at Boston, with Kripstaps Porzingis, uh, you know, they have big guys. Uh, and, and you look at uh, Brooks Lopez over in Milwaukee, I mean, they have big centers. So we need somebody like Jovic uh, to cover that big center so that Bam can, you know, go out on the on the wing and cover the, the smaller guys. And real quick, Eric, before the season started, I actually predicted that Haywood Heisman would eventually become the starting power forward by the end of the season, and I was wrong. He unfortunately... Cannot hit a consistent shot. Jovic has been hitting more shots. That game against the Bucks, we were talking about it last episode. Giannis was giving him way too much space because he didn't respect his shot. Jovic all of a sudden started showing he has some range. And all of a sudden, he had to become honest and start manning up a little closer on Jovic. Jovic, I think, has done enough to earn that spot. And what I really love about him is when he gets an offensive rebound or a defensive rebound, he's not looking to see who he gives it off to. He's like, let's push the ball up the court. And we need that because that's one of the weaknesses that used to be the Miami Heat. But now with him, Jaime, Terry Rozier, that's changed a lot also. So, uh, all right. So, Solana, the next four games, what are you thinking? One on the road against Denver and the next three at home. I mean, obviously, my my heart full of uh, red, white, and yellow or black, all those heat colors, wants to say, you know, 4-0 or 3-1. I think realistically we're going to go 2-2. Two two. I think tomorrow yeah. night or tonight – Sorry, tomorrow night's going to be a super tough game. Historically, the Heat are not very good in Denver. Um, I that still have remember that what Jokic. Yeah, I still have remember what Jokic did to uh, to Morris. You know, uh, uh, That's last right. year, ago. two years ago. Um, I would, I would love what to I see. What I say, carries over. Guy in the back, carries or, over. Or somebody else nail him in the back. I would love to see him get nailed in the back, and you know, have to spend the next six weeks out. Um, that you know, I might get a lot of heat for that. It's probably not the, the, the most sportsmanlike thing for me to say, but um, that's how I would like that game to go. You know, a yoke in here and, and a heat loss, it's okay, right. but it's, I don't care. You know, you disrespected my team when that guy was on my team, so I, you know, I just haven't forgotten. I'm just that type of guy, I don't forget about yeah, that. That's fine, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I get that. In terms of the, the Jazz and the Pistons, two home games, I think the Heat will be happy to be home uh, on Saturday. It's an early game, you know, it's a game that they should win. Uh, the Pistons are the worst team in the league. So I think the Heat should definitely win that, especially at home. But the Heat are known for playing down to their opponents. So I wouldn't be surprised if both those games are extremely close in the end. And then the Mavericks on the road, um, you know, Doncic and and uh, Kyrie Irving. We'll see, man. You never know what you're going to get with the Mavericks. The Mavericks are a weird team, man. The Mavericks can, you know, blow somebody out or they might suck on any given night. Um, but – We'll see what happens with the Mavericks. So I think it's going to be two and two. I think we'll win the middle two games and lose the, the first and last game of these four games. 
I'm going to say three and one. I think that we lose to Denver. I just can't see us beating Denver. If we beat Denver, uh, that, that's a big, big win. And and then I think they end up losing like, to like Detroit or something because they start overlooking teams. But um, I, I don't see them beating Denver, but I definitely see them beating the Jazz at home, the Pistons. I definitely see that as a win at home. And then the Mavericks, I think they could beat the Mavericks. I think that we'll figure out a way to slow down Doncic. And I have a special type of hate in my heart for Kyrie Irving. So I wish him nothing but the worst. So um, I definitely <laughs> want to beat the Mavericks. So I'm going 3-1, and one, and uh, that puts us at 36-26 and 26 going into our next episode, which is pretty nice. That's probably good enough from now until next week to possibly catch up to the Knicks and be the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference. All right. Uh, so with that said, I, I think we've covered just about everything from this week. Uh, any final words or any other things that you want to bring up before we head out of here? Just, uh, hey, if anybody's looking for tickets and you're watching, you want to go see the Heat, uh, reach out to me on my social media. Uh, we'll negotiate a good price, man. I, uh, you know, I, I, want, I want local fans to go watch the game, and unfortunately I can't go to every game. So if you want to go, reach out to me on my social media, and, and we'll see if we can get you a price. And I want to put it here on, on video so that it's for the record. Solana said he's going to take me to every single playoff game this playoff run. So just so it's out there and you can't go back on it because it's now on YouTube forever. Italy. No problem, man. <laughs> Any final words? No, 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 no. One game. I'm coming on that Monday. We're going to a playoff game. So hold <laughs> tight. Just one game, Dan. One game. Uh, embrace the chaos. This is gonna be. This is gonna be great. I still think this run's gonna be nice. I love what Dan said earlier about Eastern Conference Finals. I know Solana's Finals, but I'm just ready to prove people wrong. I love our team. Love this team since I was nine. And shout out to Michael Beasley. Michael Beasley. Love that guy, man. Love that guy. His 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 uh, his baby mama would sit uh, one section over from me, like right by me. So. Uh, really, really, really nice, uh, nice young lady. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Denver, uh, Denver on the road is a bitch. We're losing that game. Dennis has also no hope in winning in Denver. Look in that altitude. It's always difficult for road teams to win. And, uh, Jerry Stackhouse said it himself. I want to give a shout out too, man, especially since we're playing in Denver tomorrow night, special shout out to Deion waiters and his gummies, man. <laughs> And shout out to Jerry Stackhouse and Manu Bold, all-time heat lovers. All right. Uh, with that said, if you are listening on audio, we appreciate you listening all the way to the end. Please leave us five-star comment review, all that other good stuff. If you are watching on YouTube, we thank you for watching all the way to the end. Please like, subscribe, tell your friends, help us grow. And if you joined us in the chat, as always, you guys are the best part of the show. We appreciate you chiming in and making the show a little better, giving us some extra stuff to talk about. So uh, we hope that you guys keep joining us live. We're usually on Thursday nights at 10 o'clock, but because Denver and Heat play tomorrow night at 10 o'clock, we rescheduled for an early Wednesday. So uh, we'll see you guys next Thursday. So until the next one, have a good one. He's him. <laughs>